Welcome to Over the Teacup, where we grab a cup of whatever makes you feel good, sit down and have a conversation about the little things, the big things, and everything in between. I am your host, Michael Hurst, and I'm here with my lovely wife and co-host, Diane. Hi, everyone. This is our 31st wedding anniversary, so in this episode, we're going to talk about what it's like to be married for 31 years, and then we're going to give you a little taste of what being a kid again is and what love means from that perspective. Yes, we are. So, what's it like being married for 31 years? (laughs) Um, Sometimes it seems like yesterday. And then other times it seems like it's been 100 years. What's it today? (laughs) At the moment, about 50 years. We've been a little stressed tonight. We'll just say that. When you look back on the fact that, um, I mean, time has flown. When you think about it, yes. Well, our oldest daughter is going to be 30 this weekend. It's like a punch in the gut. I don't even know how to react. Yeah, it really blows me away. We started looking at old friends and started looking at people that actually had been around when we got married. Been in, at the wedding. And had been at mm-hmm. the wedding. And it kind of, a uh, dose of reality strikes when you kind of go, we've known each other for mm-hmm. at, at least that long. Mm-hmm. Some of those individuals I had known for longer than that. Yeah. Which unfortunately. Longer than you knew me. Well, yeah. Kind of gives our age away a little bit. Yeah. No. But I can still remember, like yesterday, the first time I saw you when you were working in Village Inn. Oh, my God. (laughs) It was the typical standard, get off duty, go out for breakfast early, early in the morning, walk into the restaurant, and there she was. (laughs) Yeah, in my brown waitress uniform. Oh, I'm sure I was a sight. Well, do you remember having to give your table away or wanting to give your table away? Because you just kind of, every time I walked in, you go, oh, no, not that guy again. <laughs> well, it got to be, it got to be much because let me just preface it with this. I'm a horrible, horrible waitress. I'm the worst waitress you'd ever meet. Um, and you're not, you've gotten better over the years, but back in the day, you were um, a very, very difficult customer. Very. Um, and very picky. And like, I, I wanted to say so bad a lot of the time, dude, you're, you're eating at Village Inn. Like, come on. It's, it's, it's okay food. It's, it's Village Inn. It's, everybody knows what Village Inn is, but we're not at a five-star Michelin restaurant. So give me a break, you know, but I am a terrible waitress. So it's amazing we ever started dating. Well, in actuality, I think I had originally told you in order to really meet you that uh, the guy that I uh, was uh, kind of friends with mm-hmm. at the time, and I had said that, uh, hey, Diane, this guy over here likes you. What do you think of that? Which was just really not the, not the good thing to do. Because, <laughs> yeah, every time you guys would come in, I'd kind of be like, yeah, you guys want to take this table? I mean, it wasn't just because you said he liked me. It was a lot of things at the time. But, you know, we need to also be clear. I'm nine years younger than you. And this was a long time ago. So, you know, it just at that time, it it wasn't something that I was looking for. It wasn't something that I even thought remotely thought anybody that much older than me would even be interested in a date with me. But you chased me for like four months. So I, I finally had to give in. <laughs> well, I also had to spend 
How many winter nights and days? Days, really. Okay. Coming out and um, starting your car because you left the lights on <laughs> in a time. snowstorm or when it was cold. Yeah, all the time. And the, you killed the battery. And then when you killed mm-hmm. the battery, um, I would come up in my pickup truck because I had a Toyota pickup truck. And mm-hmm. um, we'd sit in the parking lot while your car was kind of charging the battery. Mm-hmm. And I'd bring you yogurt. I'd pull mm-hmm. it out of the snow in the back of the truck. Yeah. And, you know, things like this. So I was somewhat romantic. Well, yes, it was. And you, I remember a couple times you'd, um, you actually stayed at the restaurant sitting in, in a booth just waiting for me to get off work so that you could, you know, jumpstart the car. And anyway, it, yes, it was, it was very, in a, in a, in a strange way, it was very romantic. It was, it was very romantic. Well, we've, we've obviously been, really been through our ups and downs in our marriage for this 31 years because we're human Mm -hmm. and we've had to learn and evolve and adapt and Mm -hmm. you know especially having uh uh, our first child you know early on in our marriage and Mm -hmm. she was but yeah it is um again we have our ups and downs but we've had very 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 happy moments Mm -hmm. you know we've had some sad moments yes we have been together enough to watch um, uh, people pass on mm-hmm. that we both loved. Yep. And we have been there to support each other in down times, mm-hmm. uh, the good times and the bad times. And uh, through the, the birth of our second daughter mm-hmm. and uh, obviously the tumultuous uh, high school era. <laughs> yeah, they were good girls, though. Yeah, they were good girls. Yeah, huh? yeah. We, we got very lucky. We didn't, we didn't have to deal with a lot. I think um, probably the biggest probably the biggest obstacle that we've had to get through has been your health. Yeah, after I got injured at work and injured in the line of duty, and um, that's been a, uh, a very trying time. But I am grateful and thankful that um, I had you in my life and the girls in my life because it uh, helped me to overcome my challenges. If you listen to One More Thing Before You Go podcast, which this is kind of a a little uh, bonus episode of at the moment. Um, you know a little bit about my background, and I uh, I was diagnosed to never walk again, and I uh, was in a wheelchair mm-hmm. for a number of years, and I've been through five operations, and uh, my wife and my children have been with me through the whole thing. And a lot of people would have said, eh, well, I'm out. Yep. So it was a very positive thing. We've been through... Um, job loss, mm-hmm. and we've been through um, both of us going to school. Both of us going to uh, you know go back earning, to school, earning degrees at our, at a mm-hmm. at a we're not going to say a, an advanced age at a <laughs> at a certain age, <laughs> uh, a certain age of wisdom, seeking more wisdom. Yeah, we'll say that. Yeah, <laughs> um, but all in all, I, you know, it's been a uh, and we're in a good place mm-hmm. now. So it's. You know, it's uh, we evolved and we've learned and we've grown together, and I think we've got a, a deeper relationship, and mm-hmm. we became friends as well as lovers, and that's what a marriage should be, and I think that's what helps it to last. Yeah. I listen to you, you listen to me. When we have issues, we even when we don't want to talk about it, we coax it out of each other to discuss it mm-hmm. so that things get out in the open, and and a sense of humor helps too. Sense of humor helps too. And to just say when something 
if I do something that bugs you, you do something that bugs me. I think we've learned to just kind of take a deep breath, let it go. Cause it's, you know, most of the stuff is 90% of the stuff is little. It doesn't even matter. Well, see, it's not really OCD. Okay. <laughs> it's put it back where it goes. <laughs> to, to quote, uh, Samuel L. Jackson, I would have to use some uh, negative language on the air, and I don't want to do that. But, yeah, it's it's been fun, and it's been hard at times. Um, but uh, we have a very unique love, and I appreciate that, and I'm grateful for it. I do, too, and I am, too. So in the spirit of that, we would like to read you something that um, was very interesting, the way it had come out, about... It was posted on Facebook, actually, and they had said share it mm-hmm. on Facebook. So we're going to take that opportunity and we're going to read it to you and we're going to share it with you because we think it's very profound when you get the perspective of children and what they think of love. Mm-hmm. Because we are the examples for our children. Yeah. And, and, you know, we can take lessons from them as well. Yep. So the whole thing was... Find the love in your life today. What does love mean to four to eight-year-old kids? A group of professional people posed this question to a group of four to eight-year-olds. What does love mean? That was the question. The answers they got were broader, deeper, and more profound than anyone could ever imagine. So we're going to read them. When my grandmother got arthritis, she couldn't bend over and paint her toenails anymore. So my grandfather does it for her all the time, even when his hands got arthritis too. That's love. Rebecca, age eight. When someone loves you, the way they say your name is different. You just know that your name is safe in their mouth. Billy, age four. (laughs) I love that one. Love is when you go out to eat and give somebody most of your French fries without making them give you any of theirs. Chrissy, age six. I do not share my French fries, as a side note. (laughs) Love is when a girl puts on perfume and a boy puts on shaving cologne and they go out and smell each other. Carl, age five. Love is what makes you smile when you're tired. Terry, age four. Love is when my mommy makes coffee for my daddy and she takes a sip before giving it to him to make sure the taste is okay. Danny, age eight. If you want to learn to love better, you should start with a friend who you hate. Nika, age six. And it says, we need a few million more Nikas on this planet. I definitely agree. Love is what's in the room with you at Christmas. If you stop opening presents and just listen. Bobby, age seven. I love that one. Love is when you tell a guy you like his shirt. Then he wears it every day. Noel, age seven. It was very good of her to notice that. Love is like a little old woman and a little old man who are still friends even after they've known each other so well. Tommy, age six. Kind of like us. Kind of like us. (laughs) During my piano recital, I was on a stage and I was scared. I looked at all the people watching me and saw my daddy waving and smiling. He was the only one doing that. I wasn't scared anymore. Cindy, age eight. Love is when mommy sees daddy smelly and sweaty, and still says he's handsomer than Robert Redford. Chris, age seven. My mommy loves me more than anybody. You don't see anyone else kissing me to sleep at night. Claire, age six. 
Love is when mommy gives daddy the best piece of chicken. Elaine, age five. Love is when your puppy licks your face even after you left him alone all day. Marianne, age four. Oh, that's so true. Dogs are the best. I know my older sister loves me because she gives me all her old clothes and has to go out and buy new ones. Lauren, age four. (laughs) (laughs) When you love somebody, your eyelashes go up and down and little stars come out of you. Karen, age seven. You really shouldn't say I love you unless you mean it. But if you mean it, you should say it a lot. People forget. Jessica, age eight. That's a good one. A four-year-old child whose next-door neighbor was an elderly gentleman had recently lost his wife. Upon seeing the man cry, the little boy went into the old gentleman's yard, climbed onto his lap, and just sat there. When his mother asked what he had said to the neighbor, the little boy said, Nothing. I just helped him cry. Oh, it's going to make me cry. Please take the time to be a child again today, tomorrow, or next week. That's what love is. So thank you for listening. Happy anniversary to my wife. Happy anniversary, husband. And we will talk to you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.